literary fans and welcome to episode 108 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we are reading chapter 14 of Powerless, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in touch with me, head on over to jeffreadsthisbook.com. There's three ways to reach me right there or I can maybe tell you at the end you can reach me on Reddit or I mean I think I have an Instagram account. If I have an Instagram account, right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. I think I do. I don't know. Who gives a shit? I don't post pictures. But uh, anyway, uh, while you're at jeffreadsbook.com, right? Because you left Facebook to do this, right? Did you turn off Facebook yet? Turn off. Facebook is in the internet, dummies. Turn off Facebook. Come on. Come on. Close the t- You got to close... Close the tab. Oh, God damn it. Are you on an iPhone? Oh, my God. You don't know what you're doing. Well, all right. If you're not confused at this point, uh, go over to jeffreadsbook.com and right there, you can buy a copy of a book I wrote. That's right. There's two books there. Um, It's Bringing Balance and Offworlder. Uh, They're different color covers, so they'll look nice on your bookshelf. Yay! If you buy the paper copies. You can get ebooks too if you're like a weirdo and read on your phone. But how would you know how to do that? Because you're stuck inside Facebook, you goddamn bastards. Okay, so I'm getting very angry for no apparent reason. I had to reboot the old recording laptop here because, uh, what do I want to say? Everybody at Microsoft is a dumb piece of shit. How about that, huh? Huh? Do you hear that, guys? I like to tell people that uh, operating systems really peaked around Microsoft MS-DOS version 3.10. After that, everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I hate Windows. But don't get me wrong, I hate all other computers, too. I have Macintoshes, and they suck really bad, too. I have Linux computers, if you're a big nerd. And guess what, all you Linux users? They suck, okay? I'm very angry at computers right now. I'm very sorry. But anywho, uh, today's Tuesday, so I'm recording on a Tuesday. Uh, we had a little July 4th break there uh, uh, over the weekend. So I couldn't do it Sunday because we went to a barbecue. And I couldn't do it Monday because I didn't want to. So here we are on Tuesday. Just doing a quick record, middle of the day. Uh, I'm going to try to rush through this because... Don't really want to be caught doing this all day. You know what I mean? Luckily, though, I don't think we're this long. Um, Today's chapter, after all that computer ranting, so I apologize for that, especially if you're not a nerd, good for you. Or, well, is that a nerd? I feel like nerds just watch Marvel movies, which I guess is most of America. Does that mean I'm not a nerd? Because I've never seen one of those stupid Marvel movies. Iron Man or... um, Iron Man 2, or uh, Captain America versus Iron Man, or Iron Man versus Predator, or Battleship versus Iron Man. I don't know. All those movies, I haven't seen any of them, uh, so I'm good with that. But uh, I guess I'm not a nerd anymore, because I don't like comic books. Hmm. Interesting. I don't know. I guess I just like computers, which I also hate with a freaking passion. Yeah, so 
Let's move on to what we're doing today. I, I don't know why I'm so mad right now. It, I mean, I know why I'm mad. I had to reboot this computer with a, the little old hold down the power button to get it to shut up. And then you got to remember to turn off the network because every time you turn on Windows, it's time to update. And then uh, when it does start, it starts virus checking your whole goddamn hard drive again. All right. All right. I got to calm down. I got to calm down. I don't really have much to say. So far, we've been on a four-minute rant, and I apologize. Because today, I think we're going to have some fun. Today, we're reading chapter 14. It comes in at just 130 lines, so nothing like last week. Uh, The lovely Laura actually pointed out that she was appalled that that episode was an hour and a half long. And, um, yeah, I agree with her. That was crazy long. Uh, You know, what what are you going to do? I wrote the chapter that long. It stinks. You have to listen to the book for an hour and a half. Oof. <laughs> hey, I have to read it, and that's way worse. You know what I mean? So today, thankfully, it's only 130 lines. Uh, we're going to have like a quasi-escape. That's what I wrote in my notes. And I said quasi-escape because I don't think it's going to be interesting or exciting or fun. or I mean, they're carrying a box of freaking manila folders. What could be duller than this book? I honestly don't know. I, I feel like you could read like, um, I don't know, anything from the government printing office would be better than this, right? <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, I'm going to read this chapter. Um, we're going to have a minor character come back, so maybe you like that. Uh, I think this might be the last time he appears, though. <gasps> Spoiler alert, it's a he if you haven't listened ahead to the podcast or like skipped ahead 10 minutes to while I'm reading the book, which I don't know why you would. I feel like this is probably still better than the book. I don't know. What's your thoughts? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. But if we're going to read this chapter, I got to go get a drink ready. It's about lunchtime right now. So why don't we just go ahead and dive in to chapter 14. While we read today's chapter, I'm going to be sipping on a nice glass of Jim Beam on the Rocks. So I went out and bought this today. I had to do a little bit of an errand. And, uh, yeah, I was running a little low on that, uh, there's a little bit left of my wild turkey. But I said, you know what, I gotta be ready for when that runs out. So I bought another bottle, I opened it, we're gonna have a little bit while we read this chapter. Very exciting. Jim Beam on the Rocks, very good. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I highly recommend it while you read this chapter with me. Okay. Oh, let's scroll down and we'll get started, huh? Okay, does everybody remember where we were? Because I don't. Once outside, Margot stepped away from the door along the exterior wall of the building they had just exited. Remember, it had a lobby and a records room. Okay. Winter stopped next to... Staring around nervously. Winter stopped next to. Staring around nervously. Well, whatever. Still holding the crate of papers. Ooh, they're absconding with paperwork. Margot now felt embarrassed to have left it with her. Winter, let me have the box, she said calmly. I can hide it somewhere, okay? Looking somewhat skittish, the wisp handed Margot the box. Margot, in turn, threw it into the nothingness that followed her where she could retrieve it later. Remember? The closet? Yeah, yeah, we all do. Okay. 
I always remind you guys, I don't know why, it's part of the, it's canon, you know, get used to it. There are so many red people, Winter said, her hands fidgeting. They won't like my being outside. It's okay, Margot said. She considered putting a hand on her wrist, but she feared that it would startle her back inside. I'll make sure you're safe. Henry stepped out of the building, and Margot cast a quick spell misspelled to bring him into their bubble of weak invisibility. I feel like that hadn't been mentioned yet, but okay. She waved him over once he noticed her standing against the wall. She needed him to help find a way out of this fort. You know, how are they just, like, up against the wall? Weren't there guards next to the door? Won't they think it's weird when Henry just disappears? Who wrote this garbage? Ugh! How do we get out? Margot asked when he stood next to her. Henry shook his head, wide-eyed. You don't have a plan? Margot frowned at him. When have we ever had a plan? I just thought that you might, since... Wait, 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 okay. I just thought that you might have one, since we're apparently rescuing this lovely woman, Henry Siad, motioning to Winter. Margot saw her smile. Oh, so we're just supposed to leave her here. Spelt like you're listening, Margot asked, her voice rising. God damn, there's a lot of typos so far. I didn't say that, Henry countered. No, you implied it, Margot said, now pointing at him in anger. Do you care about anything except yourself? Ooh, burn! Okay, I'm gonna have a sip. Henry threw his arms up and turned away. Oh, they're having a tiff. That's fun. Especially when you're trapped behind enemy lines. Margot tried to think how they could leave. In their uniforms, she guessed they could probably just walk out the front gates. Winter would have to run ahead of them, but it wouldn't be an issue. Turning to the fidgeting wisp, Margot said, Winter, do you see the shadows near the front gate over there? Winter nodded. When I snap my fingers, I want you to rush there and wait for us. When we get to the gate, I want you to rush right past the gate and hide against the outside wall of the fort. We'll be out right after you, okay? That's the second time she did one of those okays. Okay, Margot, Winter said, nodding. And then we'll be safe? Yes, we'll all be safe. And I can take you to a forest. Would you like that? Winter nodded, still looking at her surrounding nervously. <laughs> all right, get ready. I'm going to snap, Margot warned. Ugh, it's like treating her like a three-year-old. Winter looked directly at her in anticipation. Margot snapped, releasing the weak invisibility spell, and Winter disappeared from her eyes in a rush of wind. Let's go, she said coldly to Henry. She began walking to the front gate of the fortress without looking back to see if Henry was following. Drinking break! That's a real drinking break, too. Look at that. Mmm. This is a nice Tuesday treat. Henry sighed as Margot started walking away. He was exhausted from today, his nerves on edge, and fighting with Margot didn't help calm them. He was frustrated that she was trying to save this slight woman without a plan, but he knew he couldn't fault her for doing so. Aww. He had just grown overly frustrated with this mission. 
He hasn't actually done anything, if you'll recall, but whatever. He started after Margot when she probably... What? Oh. He started after Margot when she was probably 15 paces in front of him. In reality, their being separate was probably a good thing. He was pretty sure nobody inside the building had even seen Margot, while he had disabled two people so far today. That's right, he's kicking ass, taking names... When Margot reached the gate in front of him, she had extended her lead to 20 paces. Ooh, she's pissed, man. She had turned to look at him once, and he had waved her to go faster. Her single nod had conveyed that she also thought their separation would work in their favor. Margot stepped through the gate without any issue, the board guards taking no particular notice of anyone. Looking to the shadows to his left, he saw a glimpse of a woman that disappeared suddenly as Winter followed Margot outside to freedom. Yay, they escaped! So, Margot escaped by walking out the front door. Ooh. <laughs> you see what I mean by quasi-escape now? He was not surprised, though, when he did hear commotion behind him. A quick glance behind him revealed about ten mages. Behind him, I added that third one. Desperately looking in all directions as if looking for a fight. Behind him, I added the fourth one, too. Henry guessed that people had found Gerald in the basement, finally. Behind him, and there's a fifth. Not liking the odds of a fight within a magistrate's fortress, Henry jogged up to a guard at the gate. The guard looked at him quizzically as if wondering why he was being bothered. Quizzically? Is that how you spell that? I guess so. Quizzically? There's two Zs. That's a good, um... I don't know. Are there two Zs in Scrabble? Could you have, like, a... Uh, I don't know. Who cares? Well, you couldn't have that many letters, so you'd have to add it to, like, ally, I guess, right? Yeah. Right into the show, com. Okay. Something's wrong back there, he said to the guard, pointing at the building where he had left two unconscious people in the basement. Remember, it was a finished basement, too. That was nice. Looking now, the group of frantic mages was starting to fan out and question passers-by. What seems to be the problem, the guard asked, squinting at the commotion. Two people were found unconscious inside. He figured the truth, oh, Henry said. He figured the truth would be good enough here. What? The guard asked, alarmed. What? The what, what? What? The guard asked, alarmed. I think that's the way to go. The other guard across from him was now walking over. A blonde guy was seen fleeing. Long, flowing blonde hair, Henry explained, feigning some frantic nerves. You've got to find him. I think he went behind the great hall there. The other guard left for the guardhouse next to the gate. The one he was speaking with said, Okay, wait here, we'll find him. When the guard headed away from Henry, he yelled to the growing collection of people searching, Behind the Great Wall! This way! The crowd rushed away. What crowd? God damn. With all eyes now distracted, Henry simply walked through the gate and out of the fort. Well, I mean, so did Margot, and she didn't have to go yelling at people. Jesus. Following the wall, Henry walked to his left. 
A handful of paces from the gate, he heard additional yelling, and the gates were slammed closed. Ooh, they closed the fort. He smiled and started searching for Margot. Ooh, drinking break! Yay! What did you guys think of that escape? I felt quasi-escape definitely conveys, like, how lame it was. I, I don't feel like they did anything to get out. I mean, I mean, Margot literally did nothing, so... There you go. Margot wasn't sure what to do with winter just yet. Jack Pond was nowhere near home, and it was swarming with the, quote, red people, as the wisp had called them. She thought it would be superior if she could get her further away. I'd like to take you further away, Margot said to Winter, repeating the last paragraph and what was, I guess, her internal narration. I guess so who stood nervously beside her, taking in the town around her. But we would need to take a cart. I can move on my own, she said, shaking her head vigorously. I don't want to be locked up. Oh no, you wouldn't be locked up, Margot said apologetically. But you might get tired. We have a long way to go. I will be fine. Can we leave soon? Margot looked around frustrated. There was no sign of Henry, and things inside the... There was no sign of Henry, and things inside the fort seemed to be getting louder. And Leon's getting larger. Remember that from the airplane? Huh? I do. You guys get that? That was good. That was good. Good joke. Mm. Let's have some booze. The pair was far from the gate, and Margot estimated the Wisp's prison was probably just on the other side of the wall against which thus stood. She still didn't see Henry, though. Are you looking for your other friend? Winter asked. Margot nodded, and Winter suggested, I can look for him quickly. Before Margot could object, the wisp was gone in a gust, only to return seconds later. He's coming around the corner. Should I tell him to hurry? Margot smiled. Yes, that might help. Another drinking break. This is a lot of drinking breaks, don't you think? I think. Okay. Hmm. Oh, excuse me. I feel like I'm going to burp. The wisp suddenly... Uh, whoops. Okay, I couldn't even read that correctly. Let's... All right, we're going to cut this. All right, timestamp this. All right, the producer made a note. Good, good, good. Okay. And let's roll that back, roll the tape back. Okay, we're good. Let's do it again. The wisp appeared suddenly in front of Henry, looking at him curiously. He stopped in surprise, staring at the woman. Margot says you should hurry, the woman said. You are quite slow. Henry sighed, not in the mood for even these involuntary slights. Where is she? he asked. Just around this corner, follow me, she said, and disappeared in the breeze. He was still irritated and made a point of walking just as slowly as he had been. The wisp didn't seem to mean any harm, but he was in no mood for levity. Psst, came a whisper across the street. You guys hear that? P-S-S-T, psst. Creeping in the shadows beside a building was a boy. Ugh, and Henry smiled for the first time today. Double ugh. Byron, he explained. Thank God it's somebody he knew, am I right? You were supposed to go home, I thought. 
Byron emerged from the shadows and walked over. I know, but Cora let me stay the night. I wanted to make sure you both got home safe. Gulping, he asked. Is, is Miss LaFleur still around? I'm told she's just around the corner of the fortress here, Henry said, smiling. Patting the boy on the back, hopefully the upper back, he said, let's go find her. She'll have some stories for you. Okay, I kind of got caught up there, sorry. Rounding the tall timber palisades of the fort. Did I use that word right? Palisades? I hope so. Henry could see Margot leaning against the wall, looking his way impatiently, and the wisp standing beside her fidgeting. What do you think? She'd like to have a, like a cigarette looking all badass? Probably. Her eyes seemed to widen in surprise at seeing Byron before her face broke into a full-fledged smile. She walked briskly towards them, but the wisp waited until Margot was hugging Byron to join the other three. Oh, Byron, I'm so happy you're here, she said as she released the boy. There's a, I think this is a fake drinking break. What do you guys think? Right in the show, jeffreesbook.com! His face was bright red with embarrassment. Um, hi, he said sheepishly. I stayed in town in case you needed me. We do need you, Margot exclaimed, probably unnecessarily. Is your cart nearby? No, he responded. It's still in the spits. Remember, that was that neighborhood. That was a good name. Yep, I get mad props for the spits. We can go there now. Oh, Byron, this is my friend Winter, Margot said, turning to show the boy the wisp beside her. Winter grinned and said, hello. Winter shouldn't go to the spits, she explained. It's too crowded there for her. Is there somewhere else we, you can meet us? Maybe some woods or something. Sure, the boy said, regaining his usual confidence. If you follow me south a block or two, then you can just walk west until we're out of the city. I'll show you! Oh, these directions are exhausting. Good idea, Henry said, nodding at the young boy. Oh my god, who is annoyed with this? I, I don't know. You know what? I feel like this escape could have been more exciting. Like, if you've been listening to the podcast, I remember when in Bringing Balance, Aaron and Henry and Margot escaped from like an inn that was being surrounded by the magistrates and uh, Stephen helped them and they like climbed out a window and were like running down alleys. Now that's an escape. That's exciting, right? That's a fun story, but this is just total bullshit. They just walked out the front door. Henry lied to one person. Now they're all together. They're going to walk two blocks south, which I mean, okay. <laughs> and then they're going to go west until they hit woods. Oh, God damn it. And, I mean, all right, we're talking about, like, medieval kind of-esque farming communities. Don't you think there'd be, like, a cornfield there? Or, I don't know, what did they grew, grow in um, medieval times? Probably a lot of potatoes, I'm guessing. I, I'm just thinking of, like, England potatoes. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Do they have potatoes in England, or is that just an Irish thing? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. I could be way off on that, actually. I don't... When did potatoes get to Ireland? 
Is that too, like, am I going to get canceled for implying Irish people like potatoes? I mean, I've been to Ireland. They do seem to like potatoes. And in fairness, Irish potatoes, way better than what we have in America. Yeah, if you're Irish, don't come to America. Our potatoes suck. Also, other things. But you know what we do have? Lots of guns. All right, let's keep going, folks, huh? Um, boop, 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 boop. Good idea, Henry said, nodding at the young boy. After crossing the street they were on, Byron seemed to notice that Winter hadn't come with them. Isn't that lady coming, he asked. With a rush of wind, the wisp appeared directly in front of him. I am, but I have to wait for you to move. You are all so slow. Wow, Byron said, faced with the suddenly appearing woman. Are you Margot's friend too? Winter asked. Henry laughed loudly. Ha ha ha! Drawing Winter's gaze. Yes, Byron is a friend, Margot told her as she walked past Winter, grabbing Byron's arm and Jeff burped. When she reappeared suddenly in front of them, Margot continued. I think he would like to be your friend too. Henry looked at Byron, who seemed to be losing his mind with Margot's arm hooked under his upper arm. Oh dear, he's got a crush on her! He leaned in towards the smitten boy and whispered, Say something! Oh yes, we could be friends, he managed. Oh yes, we could be friends, he managed. I think that's more appropriate for a young boy with a crush and an older lady, like totally like macking on him and stuff like that. I don't know. Oh, yes, we could be friends, he managed. Do you know where there are some nice forests, she asked as the three companions passed her. Oh, I think that was Willow asking. Winter, not Willow. God damn it. That's from, I'm reading um, short stories from uh, Terry Brooks. Um, He wrote like the Magic Kingdom of Land... Landover? Landhaven? I don't know. I'm getting... I think it's Landover because I think I'm thinking of Landerhaven, which is a, like, uh, event and uh, catering company over by where I used to work when I worked for that medical software company that I constantly disparage on this uh, podcast. But uh, I think I'm getting confused with that. Anyway, I'm reading, like, short stories by Terry Brooks, and uh, they're not great. (laughs) Terry Brooks... I don't think his books are that great. Like, I liked some of the Shanana stuff. That's what we call it, Shinara or whatever. But I had to bail on the Magic Kingdom of Lando, Lander. What? You know what? I don't even know what it's called. Who cares? Because I think like four books in, I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> don't get me wrong, though. Mine is much, much, much worse. Okay, but. I didn't like where he took one of the stories, so I bailed on that book and have not gone back. Then Laura got me out, like, a collection of his short stories. Some of them were okay. I was like, yeah, this is good. But I gotta say, he ended it with one that I am just like, this stinks. This a, The character, main character is too whiny. He's bitching about his family. You know what? Fucking grow a set. It's just terrible. I don't know. I, I don't like it. And I'm a little annoyed that I'm going to finish the book with this story because I had better feelings about earlier ones. Wow. Okay. So that's why I said Willow. Does that make sense? All right. Anywho, where the fuck were we? (sighs) Oh, yeah. Henry leaned in towards the smitten boy and whispered, say something. Oh, yeah. Yes, we could be friends, he managed. 
Do you know where there are some nice forests? She asked, and that's Winter asking, as the three companions passed her. I do, he started, until she suddenly appeared in front of him. Winter clasped, I think that's supposed to be clasped. Winter clasped her hands in front of her with excitement. Oh, I can't wait! And that ends chapter 14. So do you guys see what I mean? That wasn't like a terribly exciting escape. They were trying to ferret... Ferret? Is that the right word? No, I feel like that's like when you're trying to like... uh, Yeah, no, no, no. You don't want that. Uh, They were trying to, you know, um, escort Winter out along with a box of files. But, uh, you know, they didn't really meet any resistance. I guess Henry had sort of a trick by getting everybody distracted. But that wasn't very interesting. I mean, there was no point at which we were like, oh my god, they might not get out. They just got out. It was very dull. That's kind of a bummer. I wish it was a little more exciting, but it wasn't. I mean, what are you going to do? The book's written. This is, it's canon, am I right? But it was kind of a bummer. I wish that, like, they had closed the gates and maybe we spent, like, two more chapters trying to get out of the fort. You know, maybe there were, like, some abandoned tunnels under the fort they could have gone into or scaled the wall or what would Byron do? Like, pretend to have a delivery to the uh, service entrance, which is stupid in and of itself, but at least it's something, I guess. I don't know. What would your plot point have been for the escape? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. I just wish it was more interesting because this wasn't interesting. Oh, God damn. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Let's just move on to discussion questions. I, I was a little just put off by that chapter. Nothing happened, and it was such a good, like, platform for something to happen. Something good. But instead, nothing. And I think that's basically how this book works. Yeah. All right. So, question one. So, uh, let's start with, like, uh, Margot. She puts her arm through Byron's and is, like, you know, walking with him out. Clearly, Margot's drastically older than our preteen boy that escorted her here. So, uh, my question is, like... Did you ever have an older crush? Ooh, huh? Risque. I bet Laura's not going to like this if I have an answer. Which I think I... I don't know. I don't really have a good one. I was going to say, like, when I was a freshman in high school, I do remember there was a senior girl who... I want to say... I don't remember her name. That's really bugging me, actually. <laughs> Very pretty, but she seemed, like, so much older than me. And so much, like, taller. And you know what I mean? Like, I think I at that age, that four-year difference was just... It wasn't even four years. Like, three? Good Lord. But still, she just seemed, you know... She had that, like, uh, 90s look that was so attractive in the 90s. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't remember her name, but uh, I do remember seeing her in high school. Like, I knew she had a younger sister named, who was a year under me in high school, uh, named Jamie, who was, you know, she was a cute girl, but uh, I don't remember her name. Maybe it was a J. I don't know. That bugs me. Maybe Jessica? I don't know. 
Doesn't matter. Don't know what happened to her. <laughs> I don't even have a yearbook with her in it, so it's not like I can look it up. Oh, well. I'm good with that. You know what I mean? Uh, I think t- things turned out right anyway. But I can't think of, like, a better, like, example of an older crush. Like, I never had a crush as, like, a young boy on, like, a grown woman. I don't feel like that ever happened. Eh, I don't know. I mean, not really. I don't know. I don't know. You got an example? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. I want you people to answer these discussion questions. God damn it. It is so boring not having feedback. Anyway, (laughs) if you did have an older crush, why don't you talk about it? Tell me who it was, what was going on, um, what that did to you. What do you, well, okay, not in too much detail, if you know what I mean, but. Uh, more so like, you know, you felt all red faced. I don't know. I can't really think of a good one. I guess when I was like maybe a tween, um, we went to Indiana and I remember my older cousin, um, he had a girlfriend at the time and, uh, she was pretty. I mean, but my older cousin was, I I don't remember, maybe five or six years older. No, not five. He was in high school when I was in middle school. So I don't know what that where that places people, but he had a girlfriend who was clearly like way older than me. And uh, she was really pretty. And I remember her giving me like a kiss on the cheek in a pool. And that freaking blew my mind probably for like a year. (laughs) I don't know, whatever. Uh, that maybe that's as close as I'll get, but that still isn't like a big age difference, which I guess is a good thing. I mean, if I were to say when I was like 12, this 40 year old woman was like hitting on me, That's kind of fucked up, am I right? But I can't think of any other example. What? Maybe when I went with my family to Disney World, I remember Minnie Mouse giving me a kiss on the cheek. And she did like the uh, leg raise behind her. You know what I mean? When girls do that. Which I don't know that it's a thing. Whatever. But yeah, that was silly. And my parents made fun of me for a while. Okay, how about this? I have an example. My dad makes fun of me for this. Uh, So if he's listening, he knows what I'm talking about. But we went on a tour of Allegheny College when I was, I guess, entering senior year of high school. And so when you'd go on tours of schools, right, you know, they'd have a uh, a current student give you the tour. I had plenty of friends in college who would give tours as like their work study or job or whatever to, you know, aspiring students. So I went to Allegheny College. I, I we, we went on this awesome, like, week-long road trip. I'll never forget it. So if Dad's listening, that was freaking awesome. But uh, at Allegheny College, God, what was her name? Was she... She might have been a Jessica. Oh, dear. But uh, there was a very pretty girl who gave a tour of Allegheny College, which I think my dad could tell I was quite taken with her. She was a pretty girl. And um, I remember they made fun. He made fun of me so much because she sent a uh, thank you card. I, You know, that was clearly part of her job. It wasn't because I was charming. I was a pimply, awkward (laughs) 17-year-old. Ooh, maybe 16. No, I would be 17 by then, I think. 17, 17, and, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a crush, I guess. I don't know, whatever. Uh, That's it. 
Uh, that's, see, that's another good example. But see, these age differences I'm coming up with is like four years. You know, it's not working. I'm not giving anybody who's like 10 or 20 years older than me. So I don't know. If you have an example, right into the show. I'm sure the lovely Laura, who I do tell her this a lot, but, you know, she is the prettiest woman I've met. You know what I'm saying? So, Laura, just relax. All right. All right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I only have eyes for you. Anywho, um, those are my examples. Come on, right into the show. Give me a good one. Maybe that'll like trigger something in me and I'll remember liking like a... See, I can't even come up with an example. There's nothing. Oh my God. Oh well, whatever. (laughs) Okay. All right. Question two. All right. So... Winter needs a forest to go live in and play in, and I'm guessing since she's a fairy creature, like Frolic, or whatever the hell fairy creatures do, and like, I don't know, do we all just reference Lord of the Rings, J-R-R-R-R, Tolkien and shit for that, for like, what you do in a forest if you're not human? I guess we all do, you know, and it's exhausting. You know what, come up with some new creatures. I did, you bunch of lazy writers. Anyway... Did you ever, like, play in the forest as a kid? That's my question. That's it. I used to build forts in the forest. Feel like this came up on the show, too, at some point. But we'd go running around the forest, try to find, like... I remember uh, after Hurricane Gloria, which puts me at, like, a freaking old-ass age to be doing a podcast as trivial and stupid as this. um, After Hurricane Gloria, it knocked down a tree. And so... When, like, a tree falls in a hurricane or a windstorm and it just tears up the whole root system, it makes, like, a ditch where the root system was. So we'd go into that ditch and the root system would be, like, above you. It was like a cave. It was cool as hell. And we'd go hide in there. That'd be fun. That was like a fort for a while, I think, until probably erosion kind of filled it in eventually. You know, rain and shit. Um... What's some other examples? I don't know. We had we just played in the woods a lot. I had a friend down the road, uh, Ronnie. We'd go over to his house, and uh, there was like a stream or creek, or if you're from Ohio, a crick. And uh, he would build, like, he built a zip line over it, which was bitchin', and then he would build dams to block the crick. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We'd play in the woods a lot, I feel like. I never got poison ivy, though. I guess it wasn't... I don't know. I, as a grown man, still, I'm very uh, averse to being dirty. So that might have had something to do with it as a kid. I don't want to get dirty. You know what I mean? Ugh, ugh. But uh, yeah, right into the show if you played in the woods. See, here's an example where I feel like the lovely Lara is going to say she did not. You know what I mean? The lovely Lara is definitely a city girl. And that's cool as hell. So don't get me wrong. I mean, she has like, she would talk about taking the bus to school, which I might be, well, okay. I took school buses, but I feel like she didn't take a school bus. The lovely Laura, right into the show if you meant an actual city bus, but I think she meant a city bus. I don't know. Whatever. But she's a city girl and that's cool too. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how buses work. Like, she takes a bus to work. How does she even understand the numbers on them? Like, they just have 55C. What the fuck does that mean? And that probably gave away too much information about where I live. But still, I don't understand, like, those terms. Does that make sense? I I don't know how you navigate a bus system. It's a nightmare. I guess it's a little better with the internet. 
but worse in the fact that, like, you know, the state of Ohio is run by Republicans, so they have less bus routes than ever, so you might have to get, like, a transfer that where you have to have a layover for two hours. You know, like a longer layover than if you're trying to get to Amsterdam from Cleveland. Yeah, I don't know. Ugh, God damn it. Ah, but the lovely Laura understands buses, which are completely foreign to me. I have literally been on a bus, a municipal city bus, a total of one time. Nope, nope, twice, twice. I feel like once I took a bus. uh, All right. And I should point out always with the lovely Laura, she puts me on buses. But I feel like I took it once when we were at the film festival to get to a restaurant And then a second time, maybe at that... You know what? It might just be one time. I think I'm wrong. I think it's once I've been on a bus. That's it. Wow. That's freaking weird. I feel like... I don't think I've ever been on a bus in Boston. Boston, I don't even know how you would ride a bus. They have a subway system, though, so you wouldn't get on one. Yeah. Wow. That question was about playing in the forest, and somehow it became about how the lovely Laura navigates me around the city on a bus, because I'm a dumbass, so... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The lovely Laura's not home right now, and I think I miss her, and I'm thinking about her, because I feel bad for her, because she's not here. She's at a horrible place that I'll mention next time. If she doesn't mind, but whatever. Anywho, I guess that's about the end of the podcast. Uh, if you want to write into the show, head over to jeffreadshisbook.com. It's all one word, jeffreadshisbook.com. And then at jeffreadshisbook.com. There's three ways to contact me. You can hit me up on the Twitter at Fortran Jeff, right? All right, all one word, Fortran Jeff. And then and it's Jeff with a J, because I'm not a piece of shit like those Jeff with a G and there's an O in it. What the hell's that about, huh? Losers! And then uh, if you want to hit me up by email, it's Jeff with a J at rainbow-100.com. And if you want to hit me up on Mastodon because you're a huge dork and you run a Mastodon server, you can hit me up at jeff at toot-rainbow-100.com. Com. That's com for commercial because apparently I sell Rainbow 100 computers. I don't. I keep them all. I'm a hoarder. They're all in my basement. If you have one, right into the show, you're Okay. And that about does it for today. I need to eat some lunch. So until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.